You can sound like Optimus Prime. <laughs> that now recording is always so like it wakes me <laughs> up. It's, it's certainly jarring. That's the sound to turn on the fucking here. <laughs> yeah, social media influencer. But do you do you want to intro it? Last time I I shot, we were trying everybody introing it once. So you know what I'm saying? It's your turn on the Ergo Proxy <laughs> thing. We had Reggie and Brian do it just to hear what it sounds like. But. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's up, guys? Welcome to the AM Visions podcast. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is the first episode of our series where me and Cam, and eventually maybe joined by Brian, we're going to be going through every two weeks and reading a certain section of One Piece and then talking about our thoughts upon anything new we noticed upon our reread, anything cool we saw, anything we kind of saw as foreshadowing, and just stuff that we caught. And I this think- week, go. Yeah. No, keep going. You're yeah. going on top of this right now. This week, we started off with the very beginning, chapter one, and we read up to the end of Syrup Village, which is, I think, about chapter 42, give or take. Correct. Or not? Yeah, chapter 42? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to start off with the very beginning. Any thoughts we have on Luffy's introduction when he was on? What was it? What was it? Home Island? I didn't even write that down. I didn't care for real. I'm going to be real. With you. I, I forgot no... the name, but I know that's like kind of like the first part. So I guess we could just call it like our yeah. thoughts on rereading Luffy's introduction into this entire yeah, series. This is the first two chapters. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I actually quite enjoyed that. Yours might be my favorite one. I watched I'm enough content to have that good. stuff in my head, bro. It, it, it was very clear and concise. You had a direction. <laughs> You used the information I provided you with yesterday and just ran with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I might, I might prefer this over Reggie and Brian, who just be winging it for real. That was, that was good. I, I applaud. <laughs> but yeah, let's go through. I, I like name the arcs, not what they're called. So I have it yeah. all separated. Anyway, so yeah, chapter one, the first two chapters. How did, how did you, how did you feel about it? Is there anything you noticed? Because one thing about me with reading One Piece. I'm not the theorizer and I'm not like too critical of like looking for like foreshadow or how this relates to what's going on in the future. Like my main yeah. goal with this reread of One Piece is to re-experience the medium from zero and try not to think about all the things and all the preconceived notions I've already gained in my feelings currently and just erase that and just start from zero. So a lot of it I'm trying to like take it with a new direction and reset the ratings I gave it before and look at it through a different lens and see how the media is hitting me now versus then. Because before my experience with one piece, I was totally not into it. The first time I ever tried to like watch it, I was like going to sleep. And then when I started (laughs) reading it, it was just the most difficult process ever because it just, it just didn't grab my attention. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've ever been the type of kid that like pirates, like pirates of the Caribbean wasn't my thing. Like all the swashbuckling activities, you can see in the adventure realm just was never my thing so it was always quite difficult so i guess with this one my 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 main focus was less on like oh this is this is weird and how does this relate forward there's a couple of those things i noticed especially like with luffy's abilities but like Mm -hmm. mainly i was my focus was like how much do i enjoy this in real time without any of my understandings of the series going forward so when it came to the first two chapters, I really just kind of focused on like the story that was being told and how it was being portrayed. Like, for instance, like we know who Shanks is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We know his status. We know how legendary he is. 
we know he did not have to lose that arm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I don't think bro had to lose that arm at all. It I looked really cool, but like in had moment, to, but we yeah. don't know what he was. We don't know what he was at in the beginning. So it's like theoretically, like oh, yeah, no, that's it, the that's one what he probably isn't where he is currently in the manga, but. There might have been something. He definitely didn't need to lose it, but I don't think he was as strong as yeah, like current Shanks. I'm gonna be real though, because as, as, as the more we go through this one, notice I feel like Oda did a really good job of making it seem like Luffy isn't too far off from the rest of the world, and even if he is, the gum gum fruit is like literally making him. Uh, a possible contender for being like a pirate king you know what i'm saying yeah like he kept everything really grounded so like even in the portrayal of the really strong characters they feel so like regular you know what i'm saying like yeah. mountain, like in, in chapter one and two they they're fighting the mountain bandits you know what i mean that are that is pressing shanks and like they feel like they could fight shanks you know what i mean yeah and that's that's really where i i, I felt a lot of control at you know what i mean because later on you're gonna be like wow it really hasn't been that much time. How much, how crazy strong could you have gotten and what brought those experiences? You know what I'm saying? Because if Shanks is somebody from the Grand Line, I totally do not expect him to lose to a sea beast in that manner. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if you erase yeah. that, if you erase those ideas, I personally enjoyed the first two chapters a lot, actually. I made sure to rate every single thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, doing the Shanks stuff up to Alveda. I was like, it. Everything was really. It was just. It was solid to me. You know. You know what I mean. Like, Kigurama, yeah. the bandit they were fighting, has an eight million berry bounty, and I thought that was kind of crazy. And I'm not gonna lie. I was like, this is kind of crazy. And just hearing that just made made everything feel a little bit grounded and really showed where Luffy is trying to head. Yeah, to. I mean, as your first intro to bounties, like eight mil, like sounds eight, insane. Insane. Yeah. I Especially like, in terms of like money now, like 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 IRL money it's like even mm -hmm. having just a mill is kind of like an insane number so just imagining somebody having eight yeah yeah no literally that it, it was just like and you see stuff you see stuff like choppers <laughs> uh the one thing that was in my head is like you know chop, choppers bounty and stuff like Bro's that like a like, hundred and i'm like dang choppers still isn't higurama that's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah that was the one thing in my head that like but, um luffy is luffy from the jump and i really enjoy that you can see a lot of his early ideologies start to form from being around shank's crew and how easily yeah. he's amazed by the appeal of like freedom and exploration and having fun and like standing up for the people around you and that's the type of stuff that like you could see it really get ingrained and inculcated in his head from being around them 24 7 every day and really hanging with that crew like you can kind of see how shank's passiveness towards situations was wasn't compromised you know what i'm saying like he chose yeah. embarrassment over an easy win he could have been higurama at any moment in the first chapter you know what i'm saying but he yeah. chose embarrassment because it just wasn't vital like it didn't stop on any of his dreams it didn't interfere with his crew and it was just like a whatever situation and i really think that uh luffy adopted those ideas and i i just like how as a kid you could see it for him and you can see the contention that he had with those those morals that shanks had at that moment and how after Shank saved him and he saw how strong they really were, he really started to appreciate how to demonstrate power and how to live as a pirate. I yeah. think that that's the one thing that the first chapter did really good that I really enjoyed.
I mean, because he definitely had, even though he, Shanks wasn't exactly a role model on how to be a pirate, he definitely had like somebody to give him like the right idea from the jump. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like one random roll of the dice, and he's under somebody else, and then he just gets like the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. he's still technically living the right way as a pirate, but he's just a bad person overall. Exactly. Yeah, and you get in, and this is what happens. I think chapter, and we can try if you're if you're done talking about chapter one. I don't know if you want to talk about the yeah. gum gum fruit. I mean, uh, or do we want to get into that later? We we could just save that for later. Okay, cool. So, like, yeah, and what you were saying about being around the right crew of pirates really changes how you will be a pirate in this series. Yeah. Is important because Chapter 2 introduces Alvita, which I wrote down in my notes. I literally put Alvita equals lame. Like, it was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, in that whole chapter, I, I really couldn't care less. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I yeah. if Chapter 1 was a 7, this was like a cool 5 to me. Like, there was really nothing going on for me and you could see because they introduced kobe as well and you could see how kobe's viewpoint on pirates is it's so different than luffy's initially you know what i'm saying and it, it yeah. portrays that contrast because for kobe he, he was kind of just like thrusted into the the pirate hood of, and then became like their cleanup guy you know what i'm saying and he's kind of like getting a, his he's getting abused and they're keeping him working under them like no wages no food like he's really being mistreated and that impacts how he views pirates. So when somebody says, hey, I want to be a pirate, it's like, what? And as, as it keeps going on, you really start to see it. I also like in Chapter 2 how determined Luffy is to, like, help Kobe out. Yeah. And, and how he does. he's not really bothered by anybody around him the same way Shanks wasn't in the first chapter. So it carried on very clearly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just see he once he kind of forms his dream, he doesn't really care, yeah, who or what you are if you get in the way of that. Like literally, like when I forgot exactly what they say, but I think they just kind of start start talking spicy and Alvida, and then she just kind of appears out of nowhere, and then he's just kind of like, oh, word, yeah. you're a pirate. <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah, like literally, it's like, woo, like I don't know. It's just like I, it was weird, and Oda does this thing where he like draws characters designs and like he'll blank it all out like it's in the background like it's a shadowy figure and yeah. then the very next page they'll come into frame and they'll be like the ugliest or weirdest looking thing like they look nothing like that figure he, he drew so it was like oh this is how they looked like when they were young or this is how people see them in their head and then you see them in reality and you're just like wow okay yeah, that's sure. it yeah that, that was the one like Alvita like had her like her um her form when she's like younger yeah like, oh skinny the noise the nose is pointy her hair is curly like it's flowing out and you're like okay like you look like a like you look like a witch or something like ooh, what are we gonna get into and then and literally you turn the page and then you see her in full frame and you're just like all right let's pack her up <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get this like, over with real quick yeah, please she got, the, she, got, she got the battle mace and you're just like okay we're done here we don't need it you know yeah, we had a one piece to find, bro. I'm gonna need you to step over to the side. Exactly. Yeah. So I was I was cool on it. Chapter two was cool. It wasn't. It was. It was a step down from chapter one, but chapter one should be the focus chapter anyway, because it, yeah. it's going. It's going. It's going to push you forward. But you know, it was cool from that point. I really liked how they mentioned uh, Roranoa Zoro. They made sure that they they snuck him in there as many times as possible. Yeah, immediately before you yeah. even meet Zoro, you're just like, this dude's a demon. You do not want to run into. Him. Yeah, the the notoriety is there. 
You know, we, yeah. we the pirate hunter is 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 around. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like that. It gets you hype. That's one thing that I can say is that the name drops always feel like excellent every single time. It connects well. Yeah. Yeah. So from there on, I guess chapter three to seven, I call the Zoro rescue mini arc, <laughs> <laughs> the Zoro retrieval arc for real. So we can get into that. The whole the whole run in, we meet Zoro. Kobe becoming a Marine and all that. You want to you spearhead it? How'd you feel on it? How'd you like it? I mean, it? I think, I mean, a lot of this, like, the way I'm kind of, like, almost looking at this reread is I'm almost retaking the information, but also kind of adding what I already know, which yeah. kind of adds to the enjoyment as it being, like, my second time reading One Piece. Mm -hmm. So, like, the idea that the first Marines we're introduced to are, like, shitty people yeah it sucks because the idea that like you're supposed to be the ones protecting the world and then you're just like you're ruling this town by fear like it sucks to see but it's interesting because like like going back at this and then like almost kind of seeing it's like oh the minute you literally meet the marines your first example are some garbage human beings yeah no so then you're just kind of like oh so it's like you mean to tell me the first people we meet in the small town are crappy and then you mean to tell me i was supposed to expect the rest of them are somehow good yeah and i i also i found that um really strange but i also like how it made it feel like the navy is still split you yeah know what i'm saying because like you can see that the navy suffers from corruption and abuse of power because how they control the flow of the areas they occupy and whatnot. Yeah. However, you can see that the lower members in the Navy, like the people who aren't like the commanders, the people who aren't the heads of these, these uh, areas, they're not privates. They don't have these same exact opinions and more times than not, they're like, Hey, are we sure we should do this? Yeah. And you see that a lot in this chapter for real, because if, if we speed through it once by the time we get to the end and they like have Kobe join the Navy by Luffy, like making it seem like he was a villain. Like Kobe lies and whatnot, but he goes to Luffy privately at the end of the chapter to say thank you to him. And the rest of the Navy comes and lines up next to yeah, him. Yeah, and they salute and him. They're like, they salute him and they're like, we never salute pirates, but you know, this is the one time we're going to do it. You got rid of corruption in our city. We're going to do a better job. For real. Yeah. And, then they, and then they thank Kobe. They're like, you have some really good friends. You know what I mean? And it's immediately a crazy contrast from how we like see Morgan or Halempo earlier yeah. in, earlier in the story because those guys were super abusive of their power and they were practically they were lying to Zoro they were not feeding him they were beating on him they were uh treating the little girl that was trying to feed him poorly they actually tried to kill her in the chapter like, yeah they, when they tried to public, launch her yeah in public tried to kill a little girl like it, it, it was a lot of people were, around them were going with the flow and they were like equally as heinous in what they were doing and I just like how that that portrayal that they that the navy isn't just this one single-minded monolith controlling everything and everybody's on the same page yeah. i like how that was shown because it lets us know that hey maybe we might meet somebody in the navy later on that is a good person you know what i'm saying and yeah it gives you hope exactly but it also still allows like you to feel like pirates are also still bad you know what i'm saying yeah instead of, instead of doing like a black and white like the navy is the natural good and the pirates is the natural bad there's a gray area you know what i'm saying there's bad navy there's good navy there's bad yeah, pirates, kind of there's pirates. That, like the the navy and the pirates are just kind of like the same coin but like they have yeah. both like the same sides because some pirates are like luffy that aren't really there to pillage they're just trying to like make sure everybody's living equally yeah. and respected and then that's what like the good marines are 
But on the same side, you have like the bad pirates that are literally just like the stereotypical pillaged, give me all all the everything you have. Mm-hmm. And the Marines are kind of like that, except they don't pillage, but they're just kind of like, I expect offerings from you guys because I'm protecting you. Yeah, which is perfect because the next the next mini arc that happens after this is the exact thing that talks on that. But overall, this is early peace. I call it all this early peace, pre-grand line, <laughs> early peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool how they have the contrast. Besides that, uh, I'll ju- I just like how they introduce Zoro. Like, I have a, I had that screenshot saved right now. Like, him just being, like, on the stake, tied up, bleeding. Yeah. Legs open completely, just, like, utter stance. Like, he's hardened as, as steel, just, like, taking it. I'm just like, yeah, this is this guy is the coolest person around. I said my feelings will probably never change. I mean... I said, like uh, it's just, it's just it's just it's so cool, and they gave him that whole entire page, just just him, and then Luffy yeah. just looking over, just like, oh, that's that that's that guy. I mean, because yeah. they also like paint him out to be this some demon, and then like when the girls' rice cakes get like stomped on, and then he literally eats them with the dirt, yeah. and then he's like, tell her I ate it all, and I enjoyed I was like, it. Ooh, yeah, bro, I was like, oh, I got chills. I said he's really the one. I was yeah, because they immediately went from mm-hmm. oh, like like he has this whole idea that like he's some like heartless beast that just hunts pirates yeah. but then when you really kind of get to know him you're like oh this is like just a good dude yeah he's, like he's when really, luffy gets really his cool. swords and frees him and then he's just like from the jump like i feel like this is like the first part like i feel like shanks probably understood him but this is like the first kind of like moment in one piece where we see somebody that truly understands luffy because yeah. he's just kind of like i'll join you but i'm not a pirate and i won't get in the way as a, and if you get in the way of my goal of being the world's greatest swordsman I will cut you down. And then Luffy's like, I don't plan on doing that. He's like, I just want to be the pirate king and you can help me do that. And you can do your own thing as I'm doing my thing. Just help. We'll help each other out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Zoro just immediately knew that he wasn't trying to use him, that they were um, like off the jump, just on like a mutual respect level. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's. And that's, that's the thing. Like he's very principled, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Strong willed as he is. And he's a, he's aware of his own dreams. He's also very principled. So the minute he saw like Luffy's like morality and he was able to identify with it, he was like, I, I can ally myself with you. You know, he's not yeah. up around people that he can't respect a certain type of way. So I really, I really like that. He only came to Luffy after he saw Luffy's behavior, after he saw his actions and understood that there would, that the, the compromise isn't that big of a, a big of a deal. You know what I mean? You yeah. help me, I help mutual benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Besides that, let's let's get into um the greatest backstory in One Piece, man. They showed Zoro's backstory a little bit. Bro. This is feel about it. I mean, this is the first I mean, I just wanna <laughs> I hate the joke people say when they're like down these stairs, because it's like obviously she didn't just fall down when they're talking about his uh childhood best friend Kuina, who uh, had the same Kuina, uh, dream, yeah. but she knew she couldn't do it because she was a woman. Or she thought she couldn't. Yeah, it's mad thought. I, I hate I hate the mad joke uh, about the down D stairs. It's like she obviously didn't just trip, fall down some stairs, and then die. It's like she obviously like uh, you couldn't. I feel like even now you couldn't inherently say that she just like offed herself, which is why they just kind of said, "Oh, she fell down the stairs." Especially because this is a shonen manga, which is kind of geared towards more kind of like. You, early are you, are, you like teenagers? are you suggesting that Queena committed suicide? I mean, I'm not exactly suggesting. I feel like they kind of That's put interesting. It, like, they I, I said never, it without I never saying heard it. that before. 
yeah, yeah. I think I kind I, of I saw it once, that. and then I think I saw that in like on a post once, and then I kind of thinking about it, I was like, it kind of makes sense because yeah. she also kind of seemed as strong willed as Zoro, so yeah. she wouldn't just give up because mm-hmm. like or it's like she wouldn't like it just kind of seems like there's no way she just fell down the stairs. Yeah, like it might just me just kind of being like, oh, like I just like refuse to believe it. But this is kind of like it really just kind of seems like something that like I can't, I can never achieve my dream. What's the point of living? Almost, even though she was like, yeah, maybe like seven or eight max. Yeah, really, so uh, really young insane. From a young age, yeah. she was just kind of like, oh, I'm never gonna do this. So I'm, what's the point in living? Which is insane that she could even possibly even think that way. But at the same time, it's kind of like it almost makes sense because it's like you could see she had a deeper understanding because she was literally only seven or eight. And she yeah. from the jump was able to tell that she was never going to be able to achieve her dream in the first place. Yeah. And that's why for me, it was like it makes a lot of sense because she did have a lot of insecurities and anxieties regarding the situation. I think that was portrayed really clear. Like even though yeah. she knew she was stronger than Zoro, she always secretly felt like she was going to get lapped at some point just because. And I and due to her father even like saying they said that he said that to her you know what i mean like you are you are a woman like your body will develop differently and it will become a much more difficult job so that's why also i i just i just didn't i took it at face value when they said oh she fell down the stairs and she died like she suffered a bad injury i took that at face value because as you said she is like seven or eight here like she is a child so she does not have a hardened body yeah she knows how to handle a sword but that doesn't mean she knows how to take hits you know what i'm saying yeah like any anybody who does like a martial art or just just is an experienced fighter they they have to practice getting hit they have to routinely get hit a certain type of way so their body becomes hardened and used to it and they know how to take it you know what i'm saying i'm positive that they were all their blades were sheathed a certain type of way and they were made sure that they weren't going to damage each other greatly you know what i'm saying so all it takes is for her to suffer a really bad head injury you know what i mean yeah, and then, and then she dies, and that's really unfortunate. But it 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 really just sums it up. So I didn't think m- much past it. I think for me, it's just like the placement of it was very weird for me. Mm-hmm. Like in general, like if we don't think far off into the future. Just like reading it is just like he's Zoro is just like captured, and like the memory like fades in, and then we see it, and then it just fades right out. And I'm just like, how? What does that? What does that mean for you right now? Like I was, I was just like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like. As much as it adds, like, I guess, a certain level of depth to who Zoro is, and we can know he's been this determined since young, it's also, like, it's nothing different from what he stated already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it was really just kind of put there almost to, like, show that he's been on this, and then almost, like, because it seems like sometimes you kind of have dreams, and it's kind of like, okay, you want to do it, but it almost with Zoro immediately off of his introduction, it seems like he was super adamant, he was like... I do anything in this life, I will become the pirate king. So you're kind of like, without the flashback, you're kind of like, why are you so adamant about this? Though? It's like I kind of get it because like Luffy, we don't know exactly. Like he just wants to be the pirate king, mm-hmm. and we don't exactly know what his dream is other than like to be the pirate king. So yeah. I feel like it was kind of put there. So then it was almost like this is why he's so adamant about it because his best friend, who was almost inherently his rival when he was a kid, kind of offed herself, and then that's why now because he's not just doing it for himself anymore he's doing it for him and his friend that can't do it herself yeah he's like carrying on a legacy now Inher- inheriting her will yeah basically his resolve yeah okay i can see that that's cool 
I, I I was just very just I was very just dry towards it, and I remember my first time reading it. I was, I was it was the same thing, so I was just like, ah, I guess that much didn't change there. Yeah, you know, it was just like okay, and then we kept moving. Um, what else happened in this chapter? Yeah, you, you get Halempo. That's just, that's Morgan's son, right? Yeah, that's Morgan's son. That's yeah, why he was yeah. kind of running like literally yeah, you, like you, you, we're introducing Halempo. Being the worst person, and I'm gonna tell Daddy that you did this. I'm gonna tell yeah. him you did that, and then he gets cracked by Luffy, and then. Starts everything. One shots a lot of people going forward. You know, you get Axe Hand Morgan, really cool design. Uh, got the metal jaw, got the Axe Hand. Yeah. Stuff. Um, Luffy tanks bullets because he's rubber. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I'm not gonna say (laughs) any more thoughts. I will get into this at the end. Luffy tanks bullets and sends them flying back because he's rubber. Cool. I mean, I also I feel like. I mean, sure. obviously, I don't exactly know how guns work, but I also feel like it, he only is able to do that because they're, like, almost, like, older guns. So, there's, like, it's not, like, bullet bullets. It's, like, the, 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 less. the round, like, yeah, kind of, like, balls that they're yeah, using. The yeah, so, because I feel like if, if they shot a sniper round at him, I feel like that might pierce. I'm but this is also just... This is just speculation. So, it's, like, obviously, I wouldn't be able to tell, but... yeah. I feel like if you definitely hit him with some like a gun from like this day and age, it might actually be able to do something. But using them little round balls, like obviously there's nothing that can like cut, so it's just gonna bounce right off of them. Yeah, yeah. So from that point onward, Morgan gets washed. <laughs> Zoro washes the rest of the guards. Everybody's getting one shot. Zoro and Luffy are too strong for everybody at this point in the story. Yeah. And- Luffy brings up the Grand Line, and it's the first time we hear it, and we're like, oh, what's the Grand Line? Where are we going? And Luffy's like, this is this is the next stop we're headed towards. And then they get up out of there. You know, real recognize real. <laughs> Overall, I said, I said, I like, I like this. This is probably my favorite part of early piece for real. This chapters three through seven. And I, I got it at a, a cool a calm seven. I really liked what was going on there. I just like how yeah. they showcased the Navy. I like how they showcased pirates. I enjoyed Kobe taking a bigger role. I enjoyed Zoro's introduction. I enjoyed the stuff with Morgan. I just, I had a lot of fun. I, if I had to say what was my favorite pieces of doing chapters one through 42, uh, mm-hmm. three through seven were most of my favorite moments. We're right there. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, because this this first kind of like tiny arc is almost like the true intro to like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like Luffy's trying to establish himself, but then also with like the introduction of Zoro is like almost showing that it's like he's stepping into something that's pretty established. Like he's not exactly making anything new. The only thing that he's really making new is like hit that name for himself and his crew. Yeah. But there's already so many pre-established names that he's going to like have to get past. Like if the pirate king is like exactly, exactly. the very top of the like the mountain, he's going to have to climb past all these people that are already climbing up that same mountain. So it's almost kind of like preparing, like, hey man, if you got people like demon, uh, what is it, like the demon uh, pirate hunter Zoro, Rowan or Zoro, yeah, it's yeah, like just yeah. imagine Rowan who else is out there. Hard. Especially if Shanks is already trying to make a name for yeah. himself, it's like just imagine who else is on their level or higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it it does scaling. It it really scales it. Every yeah. name every name drop that appears, Luffy will see, and then we'll we'll be able to move Luffy up the tiers of name drops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I like that. Okay, so 
Next chapter is chapters 8 through 21, which is Buggy versus the World Arc. That's how I named it. Buggy versus the World, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real trooper. He was he was going through it. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was plotting to take over until he met Luffy and Nami and them. You know what I'm saying? So do you you wanna do you wanna kick this one off? I mean, I always enjoy Buggy's introduction. Because I mean okay. Buggy is kind of one of those like those goofy side characters. Yeah. But even off of his introduction, like you're kind of meant to not exactly like him, but you can also kind of tell, like, the one thing I really like about him is his entire crew is just, like, he's Buggy the Clown, but then on top of that, his entire crew is just a circus. Yeah. Like, true. his left and right-hand man, like, one of them's, like, uh, like a sword swallower, just, like, stunt performer, and then the other one's a literal lion tamer. Lion tamer, cyclist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, like, they were built to just be fools from the jump. Yeah. And but it's also, also, like... Yeah, keep going. Go. Okay, I also bro said go so command. <laughs> but nah, you're good. Um also it's just like while they're also like jokes and they have like the circus theme going on, they made yeah. sure to portray them villainous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they made sure like the shading or like how they appear to the panel, the full spreads and whatnot. They made sure that it looked like, okay, these guys are threats. They mean business, especially Buggy. Like he's Buggy the Clown and we're looking at him with the red ball on his nose and whatnot, blue hair. Yeah. And it's supposed to be goofy, but he was on his business, these chapters. You know what I'm saying? Like he was about it until like the last three, which I ain't really like for real. However, from from the moment you see these guys, what is it? Um... I think I have the name of one of these people. I have the name of the lion. That's crazy. The lion Richie. He was menacing. Richie was scary. Richie pulled up and I said, oh, okay, they mean some business. They got animal tamers out here. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, because like, they just kind of came out of the shadows. Like, you really just thought it was buggy. And yeah. then he's just kind of like commanding him. He's like, yo, go get him. Like, yeah, he just exactly. kind of sat back and just watched. Like, he just kind of put his trust in like his left and right hand man. It was kind of like, Go handle that. Yeah, he he was yeah, and that was real captain like behavior. And by this point, we have never seen another like real pirate crew. Like Alvita happened, but I feel like we didn't really have a real run in with her crew or a real fight for real. Like it was two seconds, it was one and done. But this is the first yeah. time we see how we see how they separate the fights between like the first in command, second in command, this person, that person. Everybody does a different thing. They have a different role. And Buggy being the captain, he did not get involved in most of these fights till the end. And people presented him the information. And he really he really thrived in that role of being in charge. And you were like, yeah. okay, I guess this is how pirates operate. You know? And you're like, oh, will Luffy be at this? Or will Luffy be a kickback type of character? You know what I'm saying? Is is yeah. who, what is was Zoro Zoro the right-hand man at this point? Is, this, is, is, this is, he, is Luffy going to be the one that just watches, or is he going to be like on the front lines with his boys yeah, at the same like, time? How, how involved will Luffy be? And I think we learn in this arc because he gets captured, so he has yeah. to play that position. And while he's playing the position of being stuck, he has no worries, and he has absolute trust in Zoro. And he just met this man, granted. You know what I'm saying? He still has yeah. absolute trust. He's like, Zoro gonna handle that. You know what I'm for real? And Zoro, at this point, still does not need to handle all of this business for Luffy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're both gonna stand on their business and stand on their goals and the relationship that they developed in that short time and get it done. Zoro knows he's not in charge. And I really like how he does not mind playing his position and playing his role. He is there to support Luffy in uh, adjacent to his dreams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His dreams will come through this. You know what I'm saying? And he, he only goes up in notoriety doing this anyway. You know what I mean? 
And yeah. Buggy's crew is more scared of Zoro than they are of Luffy initially. They're like, yeah, oh, he's because of the known Zoro. name. He's yeah. a known name. He's Roronor Zoro. And they were like, you're a part of this guy's crew. So who is he? Who is he? Like, what is he on? You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? This, like, if, you're, if you're on like this flight of stairs, it's like, well, where the hell is this man at? Exactly. So I, I really, I really enjoyed that we get to like kind of think about who these people are going to grow into as their character develops. So yeah. despite despite how buggy per buggy looked, it really it really did a lot into showing like what are pirates, who are pirates, how are they, how do they play the game? Because this is a pirate versus pirate battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that's my thing. You can continue on. Um it's also like as you kind of go like literally from Alvida to Axe Hand to now Buggy, it's all like they've all introduced something new. Like the first one, Alvida was just showing there's more pirates out there, obviously. Axe Hand was yeah. your introduction to the Navy, and then now this is your first introduction to another devil fruit user. Ooh. Yeah. I know I know you I know you got some thoughts on that. This is uh, uh what is it? This is literally the first time. And then it's also kind of interesting seeing because like you already thought it almost keeps up the idea that the idea of devil fruits are just goofy because literally the first one we see dude turns into rubber and he can stretch his body and he Mm -hmm. can kind of like blow his body up like a balloon bro is elastigirl and then literally the very next fruit we see bro just like the chop chop no me and then it's like literally he just turned like he can just break apart his body like the girl from uh my hero oh yeah there is that it's girl, like wow. it's like it's literally just immediately references uh like immediately they're just kind of like oh this is probably this is the main power system and it's just some of the goofiest shit you've ever seen yeah and which this, i this, think is just kind of funny yeah because one piece is also a comedy yeah and it does it does not lose that spirit and I remember hating. I always, because I mean, I remember when I first read One Piece, I knew it was a comedy and I knew it was goofy. And at this point in my career, I was just not reading goofy things. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and yeah. I never. And when it comes to anime, it's like you have to be the funniest thing ever for me to watch you being a comedy anime. You know what I'm saying? I got like I'm like I, I just has to it has to work. You know what I'm saying? If it does not work, mm-hmm. I will not. I will literally just stare at my screen and be like, I'm never watching this again. You know what I'm saying? There's very few. You know what I mean? Maybe like yeah. Grand Blue or like Konosuba to a certain extent. Grand Blue, uh, Prison Schools, Shimaneta, stuff of that nature. Like that, it's so exaggerated and in your face. It's just like what's happening, like on a ridiculous level. So I remember when I first read One Piece, I was searching for all the elements of comedy. Like I'm like, when is this supposed to make me laugh? Yeah, I remember just being on Twitter. And people posting all these clips or panels like, oh, man, this is hilarious. This is ah. And I used to feel like a hater because I'm like, and I am a bit of a hater. I'm not going to lie. But it's just like, I'm just like, am I not getting the joke? And I'm like, where are the jokes coming in? And yeah. then I guess in this reread, I was just like, the jokes are, it, it's, it's, it's a subtlety. To yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? And I guess the only type of comedies that ever really like really got me were exaggerated ones. You know what I mean? And I think as One Piece goes on, it gets a lot more exaggerated. But early, earlier One Piece, it was very, 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 very subtle. You know what I'm saying? The joke is in the design. You know? Yeah. If you're paying attention, you're gonna cross it. But if you're not really looking, then yeah, the joke is in the the designs. It's in the expressions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The jokes is in how 
in serious situations, a lot of characters and moments fall flat because Luffy is just like, this ain't serious. Man. That's where the joke mm-hmm. is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like he's making fun at uh, fun of the fears and the threats that are pirates and really um, emphasizing on the fact that it's just as fun as it is dark. You know what I'm saying? It's all about mm-hmm. how you how you meet them in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. they're using they're using it kind of like I don't want to say parody because I feel like that's 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 a, that's a drag, but it is to um, you know juxtapose yeah what, what what the world of pirates is you know what i'm saying it doesn't have to be the strongest and fiercest people in there and that in itself is a joke that's why alvita looks like that you know what i'm saying that's why buggy acts like this you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. I, I i found that that little that little cue was uh really cool to like learn and think about while reading this this stuff because there was tons of moments where it was it was just falling in and out of being serious and being flat and being like a little bit more comedic in a way as like buggy destroys like the village and the towns and they really could get into fighting like depending on who was doing the fighting and who was on screen the moments would shift completely yeah because zoro zoro's much i mean he he is still especially pre-time skip is very much of like a care as much of a character as luffy is but he definitely once he kind of gets to fighting he gets very serious about he it it's a fighting yeah luffy even like the minute a fight starts he will kind of just take it like lightly until like he either just takes a mean hit or just like somebody's about to get hurt and then he kind of witnesses something that he sees truly needs to make him like almost turn the burners on yeah exactly like uh kind of like one of the panels i screenshot like you kind of see um it's from like when he was in the cage because nami kind of played him and then zoro kind of comes in to try and like save him mm-hmm. you almost like immediately like this is only luffy's third fight and like you know his second fight was zoro and you already see that sometimes like these people are just strong because zoro's like already kind of got cut and like you you think it's going to be like almost like another uh like walk in the park for them but then immediately you're like uh-oh yeah zoro's bleeding out luffy's in the cage this is no the idea if nami's gonna be help or not so we're just kind of like yeah oh yeah true i also um i like nami's introduction you know what i'm saying yeah because we we get buggy and we get first of all we get nami as a name drop she she gets the same kind of not to like Zoro's extent, but Nami's a name drop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like she didn't we, have a title, but we at least knew who she was. She, we, we heard who we, she was before. Yeah, there, there was a thief in the her. area. There was a thief in the area, and people were having trouble with her. Both Buggy's yeah. crew and other people around. Like, so I really like how they did that for her as well. And then when we run into Nami, she like sticks to like I am a thief. You know what I'm saying? Like she sticks to exactly how they portrayed her. And yeah. Luffy initially isn't even bothered by her statements. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't even want to be like in the same type of like relationship with her. He's like, oh, we don't need a thief. We don't really need you. And he just kind of keeps yeah. going away. And she's trying to like strike a deal with him. Like, oh, you know, you help me. I help you. I'm trying to steal this. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who you are, but you look strong. You're gonna, you, you protect me. We can split the profit. You know what I'm saying? And Luffy's like, nah, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's already, he already got a, he already has an idea of what he wants on his crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes a lot and you kind of see through like him and nami's interacting what where his beliefs fall and we kind of see like little sprinkles of whose nami character is like we learn a, like a lot about like weather from her already 
you see the love of her money. You, we know that she's going to be a good navigator because she knows her business. She's actually studying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you get to learn how much she hates pirates, which I think is so, so important. And this is only because I have foresight because, you know, Arlong Park is going to happen at some point. You yeah. Know what I mean, and you can see every single time she tries to like, especially with Luffy, because once she learns Luffy's a pirate, she she's done trying to strike a deal with him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And she manipulates him and kidnaps him and sells him off the buggy to steal his treasure and like take Luffy stuff as well. And she like kind of flees. But you can see how she's struggling to even commit things that are bad or remind her of pirates at every instance from all the this is like eight to 21. So what is that like 13 chapters through Mm -hmm. all 13 chapters? She there's moments where she sees somebody does something and you can see her struggle with her ideas of a pirate. Like it just shakes the foundation like, oh, maybe they're not bad. Oh, no, they are bad. Or something in line where her trauma kicks in and she like sweats a lot. She pants. She gets really stressed out and angry. And I like how. Oda was characterizing her so, so, so strong. You know, yeah. Like she stood out. Like you knew. We were you. Like you were reading this. You're like, oh yeah, she gonna join the crew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, she's important. You like you can't leave a character with this much identity behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially because so they I, set up the idea of her yeah. hatred for pirates like a lot, yeah. but they never showed why. Yeah, like Zoro, it was like, I want to be the pirate. I want to be the world's greatest swordsman. And they show you why. For yeah, her, yeah, she's I, just like, I hate pirates. I don't want to do. I don't want anything to do with pirates. You guys are the like literal scum of the earth. Yeah. And then like, like we just have no idea why. We just know that you, it's safe to assume that something probably happened to her with revolving around pirates, but they just never give us the why. Mm-hmm. I, I took a screenshot of this. It was like when when Luffy was captured. Uh, Buggy was like, "Oh, kill him! Shoot the buggy ball at him!" Yeah. You know? And she's like, she's like thinking about it real heavy and hard. Like she getting anxiety, you know, because she doesn't want to kill him. And Luffy says to her, I'm fine being a pirate. You know, it means being prepared to risk your own life. Yeah, like he, has he was no qualms. He's not he's not mad at her. He's not mad at Buggy. And he, uh, he knows he can tank that. <laughs> yeah. But, but also he's like, this is what it comes with. Like he's prepared to like live this life and take the risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. In that moment, she denies doing that, and she actually attacks them. Like she takes her knives out, and she like not even the knives; it was uh, the clips to make the staff. And then she fights back, and then she says, "You pirates took someone dear to me. I'll never become what I hate." You know what I'm saying? So even in that moment, she's not gonna kill another pirate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even that goes against her her principles. You know what I'm saying? She's not gonna kill nobody. Somebody took something from me, and I will never take something from somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You guys are the pillagers and you guys are the destroyers. You know what I'm saying? You guys are the killers. I, I can't even associate with that, even if it's for her own benefit. You know what I'm saying? We know what she's fighting for and nobody else does. We don't have to bring it up. But you know what I'm saying? Even at that level, she has morals to a certain extent. And Luffy and Ammo, he's like, oh, so that's why you hate pirates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, okay, I get it. And then from that moment onward, he becomes a lot more like kind to her and he opens up a little bit. and He's not so like put off by her because he, he knows where she stands. So I really enjoyed like how Nami was portrayed throughout this uh, mini arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she definitely once she I feel like she could didn't want to help him, but she could also kind of tell like at least out of all the pirates, 
in that area, Luffy and Zoro definitely were like better people. Like it was almost like they were good people per good people first, pirate like pirates second. Yeah, exactly. So she was kind of able to put that aside. Like I feel like you, she definitely got a strong hint of that. Like, like when Luffy uh, fought for my go, uh, the dog, my boy Chocho. Yeah. First of all, when the best they fight, when they when they took down uh the when they burned down the store and then he literally yeah, was like nah, bro. Yeah, 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 that was a cool panel. First of all, the best fight and my favorite fight and all of this, even up to Syrup Village, my favorite fight is Chocho versus Richie. Oh my god, I think that that was the best fight in these forty two chapters. That dog versus the lion. That was I mean, because it's it's the I realest it. fight. It's the really like, fight. It's the only fight where, like, because a lot of these fights is just Luffy one shot, one shot, one shot, Zoro one shot, one shot, one shot. Nami, yeah. she might, she gonna sneak up on you, bow, hit you in the back of the head one time. You know what I'm saying? Chocho versus Richie, and this may sound crazy, but Chocho had to work really hard against Richie, and Richie was a bigger opponent, and Chocho was getting his licks off. You know what I'm saying? And he was making sure he stood on his beliefs. Like, I don't know why they made the dog feel so important. I By the end of this um, mini arc, I'm like, dang, they should have took Chocho on the ship too. I, nah, said, like, I was like, why didn't Chocho join the crew? This don't even make no sense to me. That, that should have <laughs> been the mascot for real. Word. I'm like, we should have had, added him to the crew because like his owner's already dead. Everybody, like the village is around, but he don't need to protect that village. The shop burned down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Chocho watched that, watched them burn the shop. Like, you saw like, crying like he was traumatized he just stood there you know what i'm saying luffy went dug through the rubble and gave him like the last remaining snacks in there like it was just there was just so much uh raw emotion and i really like how it came out it was very clear it was very vivid and i enjoyed yeah, that that's why it's probably your favorite fight because this was like the first one where it was almost like there was this one was personal yeah it was personal there was stakes there was stakes for a dog Crazy. yeah the rest of them were just kind of <laughs> oh luffy just ran into this one uh pirate captain gotta take him down oh you're some kind of like shitty yeah, marines yeah. oh i gotta I take you down yeah. this one was kind of like because this arc also was like re really when they kind of like kept like almost hammering the idea of like everyone's personal treasure to yeah. like the reader yeah. Because yes, yes, yes. Chocho had his within the shop. Luffy's is the straw hat. Nami thought he had money or a treasure map or something in there, but it's just like, no. This hat was given to me about, yeah, his sword, because he had Kuina's sword. So it's like, this means something to me. I cannot lose this one thing. This means, like, he's like, it's like, I have my dreams that I want to achieve, but my dreams mean nothing if I don't have this one item. Like, these are very principled people. Yeah, like, it almost brings up the idea that you, like, treasure doesn't need to be literal like gold and like gems like treasure can just be something that has heavy meaning to you yeah what, what which is the puts all the depth behind yeah. chocho's fight because it's like exactly. he's not the fighting for his life he's not fighting for anyone he's purely fighting for his treasure that he so so deeply cares about because yeah. it's the last like living quote-unquote just the last remaining thing from his owner that went to go kind of try to deal with the pirates and got taken down by these same pirates that are now trying to take the treasure away from him. Yeah. The sentiments behind every owned item and every action are very real and very yeah. important to these people. You know what I'm saying? So like when those things are violated, Luffy's going to take it serious every single time. Yeah. But in conclusion, just to like wrap this up so we can segue to syrup. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. 
We learn about the chop chop fruit, you know what I'm saying? Buggy's powers essentially, you know, no matter how much times he's cut up, he won't die. His body can cell- cell- separate. He can move it kind of well like this telekinetic field. Yeah. You know, I'm, I thought that the display of that was very cool. But, you know, it's easily countered once you, like, gather up his body parts, as we saw by Nami. Uh, I think Zoro takes the biggest wound of his career here, and we will only see it for the next, I don't know, 300 chapters. But... <laughs> he gets stabbed. He gets stabbed by a uh, buggy, like in his lower abdomen area, and he like yeah. out. And that wound never fully gets addressed from this point onward, and it bothers him throughout the rest of these chapters. And he kind of just thugs it out and still fights without any concern for. It. He's just like, oh, I'm, I can sleep it off. I can sleep it yeah, off. Yeah, because he he took, he took that mean cut and then literally for his own pride, cut it even deeper. Yeah, and then he made yeah he made the cut even worse. Just to prove, like, hey, I'm him. Yeah, know just, that, right? yeah literally, he's just like, hey, man, right. if you, so he's like, if you lose to somebody that's cut this bad, you kind of suck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he he dug his own grave even more, but he still thugged it through. He he beat up everybody who was in his way, regardless. Uh, yeah. the, the buggy ball is actually a really cool thing, and I don't know why we aren't using it more. Uh, the destructive capabilities of the buggy ball is crazy. And I will never forget it. He shot that thing and it destroyed all those buildings. I said, dang, Buggy a real stepper for real. I think that we should bring the Buggy Ball back. Um, True, but the only issue is that that only really works if you're trying to like destroy an area or if it's like a cannon like ship battle. I'm positive we can find a way to make the Buggy Ball better, bro. Like unless either A, it becomes a honing device or B, he just learned like he makes it to the point where he can literally just launch it and then almost like a water balloon in the minute it makes contact with something it just breaks unless you could do like either of those two things or just probably a couple other examples i just can't think of off the top of my head it kind of is partially useless yeah um i think the final fight with buggy and luffy and ami is so lame i did not enjoy it at all it was very it was very much like it made all that character we added to buggy it, it came it, it just we pulled him out the darkness he is not who we thought he was he is very, um, very, very childish, very rash. You know what I'm saying? He is the joke. Yeah. He, is, he is the clown. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that, fine, that that fight was just so lame. And it really it, it exposed him. And I was kind of just like bored going through it. I was kind of like, all right, let's wrap this up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. His reaction up. almost. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, the minute they're trying to take his strategy, he's kind of like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But like, I was just like, okay, we can, we can, we can pack this guy up and ah, he, he was, he, yeah. was, he was, he was, he was low work. You know what I'm saying? From it all, at the, least all didn't, that was, yeah, no. go on. Okay. Uh, it at least didn't, uh, like, it almost made sense. At least it's not just kind of like they just kind of like took away like, oh, he's just like some dark yeah. brooding character. It's kind of like at least yeah. it's like, oh, dude, really just cares about his literal treasure. Yeah, and the minute you kind of touch that, he just kind of spazzes and then just kind of like. That's when you kind of take him down because you're just not thinking. Yeah, and this is where we get the map of the Grand Line, right? That's what they take from him. Yeah, I don't think they got the literal treasure, yeah, but yeah. I think uh, they were able to get the map off of him. <laughs> they got the map off him and they get out of here. And uh-huh. yeah, so for me, I gave this uh, Buggy vs. the World Arc, I gave it a solid six and a half out of ten because the, I, the highs I had were really high, but besides that, I was kind of like, ah, whatever. Yeah, you know, so. it just peaked. It didn't like consistently stay yeah, up. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't consistent. Oh, yeah, and Nami tells us her goal is to get 100 million berries to buy her village back. She says that. Important stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I don't even think the crazy thing is, they didn't even, I don't even think she says her village in the beginning. She, she just says a village. A village. A village. Yeah. A village. So they're kind of giving you the hints towards 
why she may hate pirates and like what's her whole deal but they still don't like give you enough to almost piece it together yet they're just kind of like oh she wants to buy a village with 100 mil she yeah. hates pirates pirates took something from her so it's like you can kind of assume okay so they took someone close they might maybe be taking over her village or something because she needs yeah. 100 mil and she wants to buy it back but it's like what is yeah. truly going yeah, on here there's a kind of a money situation is at hand a ransom situation is at hand she's you know we, we get the feeling that she's working towards something yeah, that she can't really conquer without being a thief. Like she had, she wouldn't be a thief if she didn't have to be. You know, so yeah. we get that feeling. But yeah, so next we get to our final piece of you know our review reread session, which is chapters mm-hmm. twenty two through forty two, the longest read so far. Twenty chapters. Uh, liar, liar, no me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's the name of this arc for real. And. Should I take? I'm gonna I'm take it away for this one, I guess. Yeah, you start this one. So, it was very, it was very, it was very simple. I'm gonna start from before we get to Sarah Village, because mm-hmm. Nami drops very important info, and she's like, the world has two oceans, and that there's the red line that exists between of them, which is a strip of land that divides it, and the Grand Line is a sea route that cuts through the center of a village on the red line and can yeah. send you all around the world. So mm-hmm. it basically introduces to the concept that that's why they're going to the, the Grand Line so they can cross over and then be able to successfully explore and search for the One Piece that way. So we have to get to the town and the Red Line first. We had to get to that midway point. But she mentions that that midway point is a heavily guarded area and it will be extremely difficult to get to that point. And most people can't even get out of the, t- the, the middle town to get sent into the Grand Line. And the Grand Line is called, and then literally the next chapter we meet uh, Gaimon, and they start talking about the Grand Line a little bit more, and they mention that the Grand Line is called the Pirate's Graveyard. So yeah. I enjoy that, how much they're really hyping up the Grand Line to be, and how dangerous it is. It's like, it's letting Luffy and Zoro and Nami know that like, hey, where you are headed is going to be infinitely worse than where you are at. It's all fun and games now. Buggy is fun and games. Alvita is fun and games. Morgan is fun and games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Igorama is fun and games. But when you get to the grand line, everybody's going to be way more dangerous. You will have to work for this. You know what I'm saying? And immediately, you know, Luffy, he does not feel it at all. And he just, he just takes it. He's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? They not me. They not yeah, me. He's just a stepping stone to the you know being saying? the king. Is what happens. It comes with the territory. I'm him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So he keeps it. Uh, all the stuff with Gaimon past that part, I didn't really care for. If you did, you can bring sign up. But for me, I was I was kind of just cool on it. You just see a little bit more about Luffy's morality and how he cares about people. You know what I'm saying? It would have yeah, been that... interesting to see Gaimon join the crew, though, because Luffy invites him. He's like, hey, get on board. You know what I'm saying? True, so but Luffy invites like everyone he sees. Almost Especially everybody. in the beginning. <laughs> Almost yeah. every other person that ho- like he has like a nice conversation with, he's like, yo, so I'm trying to make a pirate crew and um <laughs> we, we still got spots if you're trying to join. It's like it's like it's like uh you you trying to make a guild or something with your friends versus you sending out invites like oh hey by the way or like you make it you making a team for like you playing a game in school, you trying to make a team, you're like, Hey, by the way, like I'm I'm doing this thing. Like he, he's trying to like sneak it in there. Yeah, I don't know how Gaimon would have fit because his body's in the box. I'm pretty sure we could just break the box and he's crazy. However, it would have been an odd fit. But yeah. From this point on, we make it to Syrup Village. And essentially, we, we meet Usopp. And 
the whole thing with Usopp is that he's so bored of his life in the village that he keeps telling lies to keep himself entertained, mm -hmm. to keep uh, everybody in the village riled up. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way he can pass the time being on this island. And besides that, he's talking to Kaya, who is sick, and she's she's he's telling her lies as well to keep her entertained. You know what I'm saying? And from this point onward, we just we just go through like Usopp meeting um, Luffy, Nami, and all of them. And not too much happens until we get to like around like the fourth chapter where Usopp overhears that um, Kaya's butler, Klahador, this is a terrible yeah. name. We're going to call him Captain Kuro. We're going to <laughs> Captain Kuro for real. We learned that. Yeah, because trying to uh, say his name is a little crazy. I, I was reading it the whole time. I'm like, how are they getting this out? I was like, I was like, I maybe I was like, should I go find the episode? Why are they? What are they saying right now? K L A H A D O R E. I think I was saying like Caladore in my head. Caladore, I like that. It, it has a little flair. Caladore. We learned that he wants to kill her, and he used yeah. to be the famous Captain Kuro, and he used to do all these like planned raids and schemes. And eventually, he got tired of being a pirate, and he faked his capture and execution to become Kaya's butler, and eventually inherit her fortune. Mm -hmm. Usopp overhears his conversation and then Luffy eventually comes through and we learn that he's going to inherit the fortune by using his vice captain of the crew, Django, and he has a hypnosis ability and he will um, hypnotize Kaya and have her write down in her will that she wants to give all her assets to Kuro. And after that, his crew will raid and destroy the village, leave them dismantled and then like eventually escape. And then Kuro can successfully like trick everybody into thinking like, oh, my God, I got hit too. Kaya died. Uh, we got to get her will type of situation his name is going to be in it and he can kind of skate off with the money nobody knows it was him and he it's a clean slate and Usopp and Luffy overhears this information and Usopp instantly panics he's like oh my god I, I don't know what to do anxiety attack and Luffy just is Luffy he's like hey don't do that that's messed up <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, he upsurps the whole situation and Luffy and, and Usopp's like no no like chill out shh don't don't say nothing no more and they're like hey how much did you hear and he's like oh I heard everything you know what I'm saying? I, I heard it all. I don't like it. I don't agree. And I'm going to beat y'all up. And Kuro's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Feel how you feel. But nobody's going to believe y'all because Usopp's a liar. He's a liar and everybody here hates him and he's annoying. So he's going to mm -hmm. say all this and ain't going to stop nothing. You're going to have to stop me. You know what I'm saying? And Luffy goes for the attack and Django successfully hypnotizes him. And he like falls on his head and he gets knocked out for a little bit. And Usopp just skates off because he thinks Luffy's dead and he's stressed out. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to warn everybody. And Usopp runs back to Seru Village and he tells everybody about Kuro's attack. He says his plan for tomorrow. Everybody's going to get killed. We need to like go to the mountains and evade. And nobody believes him. Kuro yeah. was right. And they just like stop joking. They literally get mad at him, actually. And they're like, yo, stop joking around. Stop saying all this. You're like freaking us out. Like you've been doing this for too many years. You know what I'm saying? And it gets them more riled up than anything. And nobody takes him serious. They just lock the doors on him. So Usopp has to get even more desperate and he has to like run to Kaya and he tells Kaya like, hey, your butler Kuro is a terrible person. He's a pirate. He's going to kill you. He's going to take your stuff. You shouldn't trust him before, blah, blah, blah. And Kaya says to Usopp that she, no matter how much he loves his lies, she can't believe him on Kuro because Kuro has spent the last three years dedicated to her, nursing her back to health. Yeah, he's been playing the long game. Yeah, he's been playing the long game. He's been making sure that this is very detailed. Like. 
he took her on boats. We later, he later like, oh, we took you on ships. We took you on boats. We made sure you got outside. You know, I bought you this. I bought you that. And Kaya doesn't yeah. have a family. So the only family she has is Kuro and the rest of her attendees. So she takes that very deeply. Mm-hmm. So Kaya feels like Usopp is um, projecting onto her because earlier in this, early in this sequence, Usopp and Kuro do get into an argument in front of her house because Usopp is not allowed to visit Kaya. Kaya is supposed to stay inside because she's that sickly. Then Usopp sneaks over to tell her lies and all the attendees try to kick him out. And Kuro says to Usopp, like, da-da-da, you're a liar, your father's a pirate, and all types yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he starts violating for he no reason. Violating. He just straight cook him, like, oh, your father's a pirate, he abandons you, nobody wants yeah. you, uh, nobody believe. nobody messes with you in here, you ain't him, all types of crazy stuff. And Kaya had to stop it. She's like, everybody stop, don't, don't fight. But Kaya feels like Usopp came back to, like, just defame him. You know what I'm saying? And not save her. So Usopp is, and this is the bravest we ever see Usopp, in my firm, in my firm opinion. This he was really teed up. He's like, all right, you don't gotta believe me for real. And the guards see that Kaya is screaming at him and that she slaps him because Usopp just doesn't stop and he's trying to pull her out the window. And yeah. the guards attack Usopp. And Usopp weaves both the batons. He pulls back the slingshot, hits on one, two, knocks two of them out. The other guard pulls up with the grip. They shoot at him. Bop, bop. One miss, the other one hit him in his arm. Usopp take the hit. He's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna be back for real. It's all right. Yeah. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the shot. I'm gonna save the village." And he jumps over the fence and gets up out of there. And Kai is looking at him like, "Dang, I really love that boy. He is stepping for real. He be outside." <laughs> he said, "He said maybe he right. Maybe I'm bugging for real. Like I don't know. Like what got into him? Like he might be the one." <laughs> and I, I just love the energy Usopp displayed right there. And this, this, and as we go, as we go through One Piece. I will have a lot to say about Usopp if my thoughts don't change because I don't like that man. However, in this I mean, moment, you're not wrong, but in this moment, I was like, he is going in. No, and, they cooked on his intro. Yeah, no. Because you really think he's gonna be like like he the most courageous? Because if like what is it? Having courage isn't the abs. Uh, what is it? Absence of fear. It's like kind of mm-hmm. ignoring it to a certain yeah, extent. Like you would. That. You would yeah. think that literally Usopp's gonna just be shook all the time, but be able to, after a certain point, just be able to kind of like push past him and be like, I, because he was scared. This is what I gotta do. He was scared a lot of this chapter and he just kept going through. And you could see and how Oda was drawing his, his expressions, like his countenance. It was so yeah. passionate. Like you, like he was determined because he loves his village. You know what I'm saying? And he swore mm-hmm. to stop that attack. And he goes and he finds Nami, Luffy, Zoro. And he's like, hey, I have a plan. I saw them. They were at the beach. on, And we, we all we have to do is block this blockade. You know what I'm saying? We'll spill the oil. We'll keep them contained. And we'll do a four-man assault. We'll take on the whole ship, the whole crew right here. And they strategize. And Luffy and the crew agrees. You know what I'm saying? They're like, they they like his courage, despite his obvious. Yeah, they, they they like his moxie. Like, hey, man, if you're willing to. Yeah, yeah. everybody. You there. yourself, knowing or not even knowing that you were going to have backup, if you're able to be this adamant about trying to defend your home, mm-hmm. we got you, bro. Yeah, and I like it because I, I have that screenshot too. It's like, and it was, it was late at night. You know what I'm saying? He's crying to them. You can see the, the gunshot wound on his arm. And yeah. He's like, He's like, there's not much time to plan, but I refuse to let everyone get murdered. Like, he's like, I, I, I love this village. I've got to protect my neighbors. And Zoro is like in the background. You can see him. And he's just, he's just grinning. He's just smiling. He's like, oh, you got a noble heart. You know what I'm saying? 
He said, you're going to yeah. face danger alone. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And Luffy's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to help you. Luffy's out. He's already rubbing his muscles and, sh- and everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, now that's he's the energy they was looking for. Yeah, exactly. And Nami's playing court. She's like, oh, if there's treasure, I'm stealing it, by the way. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I like how they court. I, I, Nami's, Nami's very straight. She gets to the point. She's like, hey, I, I'm going to rob these guys, too, by the way. But I'm we gonna help you, but we gotta get to the we gotta get to the paper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and she's like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna help y'all. Like I'm not I'm not trying to see no civilians die, but yeah, she's like, don't forget, you know, this, I'm still about this money first. Yeah, yeah, it come at a cost a little bit. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. So they agree. Kuro, Kuro's on uh, Kuro's hype. He's hype. He's like, ah, nobody believed him. Kuro gets back to the village. He's everybody's like, oh, you heard what that Usopp kid was saying? He was saying you're gonna kill us. You're gonna say these pirates was coming. Uh, he was like, Yeah, this guy kid crazy for real. He was gassed <laughs> up. He was too gassed up because he goes in there and Kaya's attendee was like, Yo, Kuro, I can't believe he said that. And Kuro was like, you know what? Can I tell you a little secret? He mm. was right. <laughs> I ain't gonna kill you. And he 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 slices that boy up and leaves him in the on the floor. This is crazy. He ain't even hide the body. He was he was too gassed up. He kills him in Kaya's crib and just lets him leak out, just like yeah. flat out early before the plans, before morning comes in overnight. I'm just like anybody could have found that body, bro. <laughs> it was really honestly at that point forward, I would I wouldn't trust Kuro at all. I'd be like, why is this is a little bit too close to home for me to not be dead yet. Why would somebody sneak in my crib, kill one person, and then not finish me off if I'm the goal? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was just he was just he was just feeling himself a little bit too much. However, we get into it. The morning comes in and they start to um fight the fight the uh, the pirates. And what we learn is that Usopp was wrong about which shore they were residing on, and he realizes that they're on the north side of Syrup Village. So he has to cross all the way over to get there. And they all like spearhead off that way. Zoro slips down like the oil slick that they made and Nami tries yeah, to like, Nami threw him in there. Yeah, Nami pushes because Nami slips first and then Zoro starts to slip too and Zoro's about to get out. But Nami's like, ah, I gotta get out first. And she kind of push uses his momentum to like get up top while Zoro goes down. Poor idea because Zoro at this point is the only person doing the fighting. So I'm like, how could we Nami, we really don't need you here. Yeah. She got hand. She can. She can swing her staff. She got hands a little bit. But at this point, I'm like Zoro does all the fighting. I said the fighting force has diminished a lot. I I, I don't know why she did that. However, they get over to the uh, the north side. Nami and Usopp get there first. Uh, Zoro's struggling to get up. Uh, Luffy gets lost, and they start off strong fighting the pirates actually, because Usopp is courageous and Nami's equally as courageous in this moment, and they're like the people who fight the least. And they end up taking about like like I don't know they take like, down like ten people, 10, 15 people by them in a two in a two v fifteen situation, and everybody's kind of just watching like ah oh, these guys are decent. They're not like they're not like worried or anything. And yeah. it, it gets it ends up going decent enough, and then Zoro arrives third, and he ends up helping a lot, but that's when they really start like putting out their firepower and he ends up struggling because as we said before this wound is still like bugging him the wound and then he got his he wasn't paying attention the first time i got his sword stuck yeah yeah, he got his sword stolen because he wasn't paying attention like he was too nonchalant about it and too injured for it to go forward at this point uh it transitions back to kaya and the attendee that koro thought he smoked uh yeah my boy mary that's his name he had a name yeah that's what the whole uh, yeah that's oh uh, he's married oh snap. yeah he's literally the boat like he's named that that's also <laughs> I'm to a certain extent we haven't seen it yet but that's why 
I feel like the boat has like a goat head at the front. It was like a goat or like a sheep head at the front. It's called like the oh, Merry Go. Because like the last, like technically speaking, like after uh, after Kuro, like the next attendant was Mary. So it was like okay. Mary is basically Kuro now. So that's kind of why like it got that namesake. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, he he survived and they stitch him up and she's and he lets Kaya know like, hey, Kuro was the one and Usopp was right. We need to help. And Kaya's like, oh yeah, well, let's go help. You know what I'm saying? The kids come. <laughs> Kaya and the kids come. The Usopp's uh crew question air quote air quote air quote. Uh, they're like, oh, let's go help Basu's Captain Usa, whatever. And Kaya goes, oh, I'm gonna stop Kuro with a peace talk, huh? I'm like, she really do love this man. She really do respect him, but whatever. Luffy eventually arrives. We cut back to Luffy. Uh, he comes and he just washes. He just cooks. Yeah. Uh, everybody's getting one shot. Uh, Zoro's fighting the cat people while injured, which is actually a really good feat because they're like breaking off the sides of cliffs and like mountains yeah when they got hit with the the like what is it you have no yeah. wounds and get stronger yeah, hypno- yeah. hypnotization um from um Django. yeah i thought it was really funny when luffy was a dumbass and got caught by it too but <laughs> he got caught he got caught at the right time because it was like be stronger and you have no wounds and then yeah like whatever whatever their power went up to it like luffy's was still just above them through the hypnosis and just started co- like ultra cooking yeah another another comedic moment that they were using to like play off the moment yeah and that was like yeah so at that point i was like i i knew the fight was over <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? Yeah. I'm like this ain't, this ain't no chocho versus richie i uh, like i know this is done luffy gets hit with the hypnosis it becomes a joke and he kind of just beats everybody up he destroys like the front the front end of the ship like yeah, he rips off the the whole part, and then it, like the whole thing, and like I forgot the specific name, but I think like the bottom piece that holds it together, like literally yeah, cracked is done at that point. Yeah, and and then they put so him to sleep at the end of hypnosis. They're like, just put him to sleep, and he just knocks out, and all the crew is gone. At this point, Zoro is literally just like he he's he's beating up the Meow Band brothers. Yeah, and Luffy survives. And Kuro finally gets here. And Kuro's like, because Kuro at this whole point, he was just walking through the village, just like surveying, like seeing like when the raid is going to happen. And he gets really agitated. And he's like, why is nobody here? Why are these people still alive? And then he goes back to the the main house and he's like, Kaya's not here either. And he's like, okay, they're messing up my plan. So Kuro goes back to where it's at. And everybody thinks at this point, Django's like, oh yeah, we might've lost. And he's stressed out because he, he he's like, oh, he knows Kuro's dangerous. He's like, we yeah. need to get here. We need to finish this up before Kuro like really comes here and starts killing everybody. But it, it they don't make it. And Kuro announces himself and makes his entry. And he mm-hmm. really looks like the first actual villain. He's the first actual villain in One Piece. Yeah. Because he comes and he's super menacing and he gets he gets straight to it and he tells luffy about like he doesn't like being a pirate he doesn't even want to be a pirate he just wants to get his money and live in peace and he doesn't care at what the cost is for other people you know what i'm saying and he immediately yeah. gives out orders on what to do he tells Django like yo get the girl because by the time kaya gets here she does her little piece up kuro does not care he's like get her make sure she's done and kaya to listen to one bit. yeah exactly he's had this idea Literally, as he spoke, yeah. about it, he was like, he's been playing the long game for three years. Mm-hmm. Like, he does right. not care one word what she has to say. He's just yeah. trying to make sure this plan that he's been waiting to yeah. happen for three years and goes through. And and he's mad because now everybody knows his identity. So he really has to kill everybody. Yeah. 
he's like, I the fact that y'all know seen my face and will get away and will be able to tell people is crazy. He said the fact that the the people um in the village will might know is crazy. Everybody is going to die here. You know what I'm saying? And he tells mm-hmm. you, he's like, hypnotize her, get her to write that will. I'm going to clean up everybody here. And at this point, the people uh, on Kuro's old crew, they're they're not feeling him either. You know what I'm saying? The Meow Band mm-hmm. brothers were fighting um Zoro earlier, the cat people. They attack him. They actually try to upsurp him. And Kuro just literally washes them. And they're like, he's like, do not forget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he yeah. immediately just... He's like, another another villain in show where it's just kind of like we finally see him move and then they just look like the most menacing person that just cannot be yeah, touched. Exactly. And I, I like the energy that it happened because then Kuro goes into his backstory. He explains exactly why he quit and how he did it. And we get to know that he that Django hypnotized Morgan into capturing Kuro. And that's how Morgan kind of like grew to fame, writing off the name of capturing Kuro and saying that he's yeah. dead, but he's actually just like outside. So the most corrupt person in the Navy that we meet at this point is a fraud. And I really like how that was <laughs> emphasized. That callback was really good. You know what I'm saying? And we see that Kuro essentially took on a whole fleet of Navy and killed all of them. Yeah. And, we, and earlier, we just saw Zoro get captured by a fleet. So we know that he's higher than Zoro. And granted, we saw Luffy beat Morgan. And now we know, oh, this guy also beat Morgan really easily. So now we're like really hyping up this fight. Kuro mm-hmm. at this point is like, he's not concerned with Luffy. He really wants to clean up his crew because they try to upsurp him. And Kuro flash steps. He thinks he's in Bleach. He thinks he's Kodorishi. <laughs> that man flashed up and literally... Yeah, they starts, cannot see him. Yeah, he gets very unhinged and he just starts bodying his crew and Luffy's just watching like, what is wrong with this guy? And Luffy gets really yeah. upset because, again, he's a principal guy. He has his morals. Luffy lives on respect. And he's like, you're not respecting your crew. You're not respecting uh, piratehood. You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not respecting Kaya. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're just you're just a liar. You are nothing about what you're nothing like a pirate. You don't exist in that realm anymore. And mm-hmm. he gets upset and Luffy fights Kuro and Kuro is struggling, man. And this is what I'm saying. Like at this point, it's like Luffy is a cut above everybody else. And this is where I think devil fruits are super emphasized. Because yeah. it's like, is it the devil fruit that is making Luffy stronger than everybody so much at this point? Because granted, he could have died. If he was a regular person, he probably would have died a hundred times over before this point. You know what I'm saying? But Luffy I mean, yeah, also, taking a straight dome shot, like following off of maybe, yeah, let's say, yeah, like yeah. a 20 foot, maybe 30 foot cliff, just straight on your head kills yeah. like literally everyone. everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like but literally, I, there's a reason why Django and Koro thought that he died at the beach. Because yeah, they were yeah. both surprised to see him trying to take down his crew because they were like bro i thought he died i was like no he literally was just asleep like the hypnosis put him under yeah and that's why it's like but it's also like a lot of those hits luffy took purposefully because he just was playing around he wasn't aware so i'm like like who would luffy be without the devil fruit because it's just like he's just so much stronger than everybody because kuro is portrayed to be so everybody is scared he is legendary kuro actually is he also has a, a hyper name dropped in Zoro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Based off what we've seen, he's nothing to be played with, but he barely he gets one hit off on Luffy. Like one. Literally mm-hmm. one. And Luffy literally just headbutts him and he's done. He's done. You know what I'm saying? Like clapped. And it's just over. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like I don't even know if I enjoyed it or not. I was just like I mean he did have to put some work in first though. Luffy immediately didn't just figure it out. Because when he was standing at the top, he was low-key. Like, yeah, he was watching. He wasn't he was really watching. getting hits on Luffy, but like 
Luffy just couldn't touch him. Yeah. Because he kept trying to like just, just lay a finger on like or he'd like throw a punch and then he'd block it and then he'd try to throw another punch. Yeah. But then, like, like the second punch was going through, bro. like literally he was just weaving him. Yeah, but even then It wasn't until Luffy figured like out her. what his whole deal was. Mm-hmm. Once he kind of figured out, he's like, Oh, let me just grab his body and then he can't flash yeah. like he can't like try to like quick step out of like away from me if I'm literally just holding down his entire body. Bro probably started pirating two months ago, and he's catching Kuro. That's why I'm just like, this guy... Bro, is- that wasn't... Uh, <laughs> I remember... No, because somebody did the math. The entirety of pre-time skip is like two months. The entirety? So and this is like one month in. Not even, bro. Not even, because Alabast is two weeks long. Like, I think counting from, like, um the starting oh, the grand line blue. to... Well, no, I didn't mean East Blue. I meant the, oh, no, like, the entirety of pre... The entirety of pre time skip is two months. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so I think the entirety, especially because we also kind of forget, we don't see the passage of time. Yeah, we do. I think the entirety of East Blue maybe took like a week max, maybe like one or two, like two to three days. Because wow. we think it t- we think it takes longer, but the like the sea is kind of massive, okay. but yeah. the I'm way they kind like, of work. I'm thinking about travel time, because I'm like, they I know that the stuff with Zoro is one day. The stuff with Alvita is probably the same day as the stuff with Zoro. Buggy is also the first time we don't see you. We don't see nighttime until Sarah Village, like, and that's yeah, only true, once. So true, 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 the true, first true. day of Luffy's pirating, literally, he he runs into a pirate. He starts up some dude's marine career. He gains a well-known person into his crew. He takes down a uh, Buggy the Clown. He keeps going. He finds his navigator. He then, he then takes down another known captain and gains a fourth uh, party member, and then he keeps going. And this was all, I was saying, a span of like a day and a half. Just because we only see night I'm, once, and that was yeah. during Syrup Village. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm it's like, this four, shit is just, he's speed running. He's speed running like crazy. He's For literally speed running off, being a I'm going to say that it took, bro, four days. <laughs> Yeah, that's because it, it makes a little bit more sense to me. But yeah, it doesn't have to be. Exact. I just want to bring up like the nah, whole, nah, nah. The whole literal thing. fact that it's like this isn't like because we think because we how many should we read forty two chapters? Yeah. That's almost without breaks. That's almost a year's worth. Like a, if assuming one is dropping each week, that's almost a year's worth of chapters. Yeah, that's like a, a ten months worth of chapters. Ooh. So we Ooh. think. Okay. We think that, oh, this takes long, but it's like within their world, they don't like manga and just stuff in general, like media in general, they don't really show the passage of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this really only took a couple of days, like a, like no more than a week, which yeah. is re- really crazy when you think about it, because this dude just has his whole allegiance to Luffy when he's known him for less than 24 hours. Exactly. That was my exact point in Buggy. Like at the the way Zoro was moving, it, you would think that that was his crewmate for a very long. Yeah, time. you would have thought that that they like grew up together. Yeah, that's what I'm like loyalty, loyalty, principled people. Same thing with everybody. Yeah. That's why Nami sold him out instantly. She's not gonna do that again. But she, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, it wasn't old. But yeah, to wrap it up, you know, they they win. Usopp is like, oh, don't tell the village what happened. It's fine. Let them keep me as the. The liar, let them keep the image of Kuro in their head. Everything's good. It, do- it don't matter. We can live on That's that. when I gained some respect for him because he yeah, yeah. totally could have taken... It's almost like... I would have. Uh, the way Luffy is kind of moving this entire show, it's like, I'm not really a hero. It's just kind of like what, I, what had to be done. He's just kind of like, 
I know yeah, I kind of yeah. lied, like pirates were coming this whole time, and they did actually come this one time, but it's like, I don't want to tell the people, and then suddenly pirates never come to this island again, but then you can't really live peacefully because you think that, because you have the idea that you never know if pirates are going to come back. Because what if Captain Kuro had more men that somehow now know to come to this island, and then you're just living in anxiety for the rest of your That's life? That's a fear, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, I, also, I too also respect that. Uh, at that point, Kaya gives them the going merry. You know, Kaya's mm-hmm. thinking to herself, like, ah, oh, man, Usopp's gonna leave me. I'm in love with him for real. Only if I can anchor him down to the city, but I won't do that because I'm a good person. Oh, my God, I love him. Um, Usopp is getting prepared to leave. In this meantime, you said the actual guy, Mary, is, like, telling Kaya uh, Usopp's backstory and that the reason Usopp started lying is because he was lying to his mother while she was on her deathbed, and she he kept telling yeah, Pirates. That pirates are coming. It was to the his grieving because, technique. Yes, exactly. He's saying that pirates are coming to the village because his father is a pirate, a member of mm-hmm. the Red Air Pirates, a member of Shanks' crew, and that essentially, his, if his father's come back, his father's gonna return to save them. And his mother is like, Usopp, that's not gonna happen. But I don't hate your father. You know, I'm glad that he left and he followed his dreams. And Usopp kind of adopted that idea as well. That like, okay, yeah. that's fine. But my dream is that you're not going to die. So I'm going to keep this lie up. The pirates are coming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you kind of see how that that trauma, you know, turned into uh, an exercise for him for the rest of his life. And that's why he was lying so much, so passionate. Yeah. You know I mean? And that's why what Kuro's words said to him earlier on in the in the, this um, run of chapters was so disrespectful and impactful to him to the point where he punched Kuro earlier because Kuro was disrespecting his father's dreams and his father's goals and disrespecting even his the origin of his lying and who Usopp was yeah. as a person. And that's why it was so serious. So Kaya gains even more respect for him and you know her heart beats all fast. And yeah, at that point Usopp leaves and he gets on the boat and Luffy is like, hey, don't go on a boat by yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't make your own crew join us. You know what I'm saying? And Usopp's like, can I be the captain? And Luffy's like, nah, gang. That's hey, Luffy's like, nah, bro. <laughs> you like, you gotta get on another bro. ship. If you're trying to be the captain, hey, you go start another crew, man. Get yeah, off my oh, ship if you're trying oh, to do that. Oh, God. He's like, you gotta know you gotta know the systems. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the one. He's the two. You can fight with Nami for three. I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and that, that wraps up Sarah Village. I did the, the one chapter after it that Usopp makes the flag for the crew. Uh, Joni and Yasuku join the crew. They're friends of Zoro's. They're also Yeah, they just kind of tag along for right now. They tag along for a little bit right now, and that wraps up everything right before we get to uh, Sanji, which is Baratai. Mm-hmm. What were your... You said uh, Baratai? I said Baratai. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Again, I had a conversation with, with some people in the I break room. I was like, is it Baratai or is it Baratai? Again, I don't watch One Piece, so I don't know how anybody is pronouncing these words. I read this journal. Yeah. It was all how my inner voice is saying it, it, like how my understanding of phonics works, pronunciations. So it's, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. I watch episodes of One Piece at random. But yeah, I gave this arc uh, a 7 out of 10, the same one I gave the mini Zora arc. It was, it was mm-hmm. cool. There was moments where I was very bored. Like Once we started getting to the point where Kuro couldn't fight, I felt like that fight was very long. I was like, I, it was like five, six chapters of just Luffy staring at him, killing people. And then him trying to grab him like, oh, that didn't work. Let me try this grab. And then it works. And then he gets one shot. I was so bored. I was like, dang, I was enjoying Spirit <laughs> Village until this moment. I said, I think I, all the Usopp fights, I said the Zoro fights, I said the Nami fight. I said, dang, Luffy just showed up and this just got, I said, this John right here just got, just got too easy. 
Yeah. It took me out of it. I was reading it. I was just like, ah, when am I going to be done? And I, and I take notes. So I'm like, do I even have to write anything on this section? I literally did it. It was literally the last thing I said, right after Kuro starts killing his crew, my next note is Luro beats Kuro, period. <laughs> <laughs> like all that middle ground stuff. I was like, nah, I'm not detailing none of that. I was like, it was just so unentertaining for me. And this, I feel like I could have gave this like an eight, really, but it, it was enough that I was like, okay, but I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I think it's an above average arc because yeah. a lot of the stuff with Usopp was really good. So I was like, oh, it's a seven. I mean, we also don't have a lot of examples to base it off of yet. So it's like yeah, yeah, based of course, off of, of what we are, what, what you know, off of early is definitely days. the better. Like if we say we have like four or like three and a half, because Zoro's is like four chapters, it's like this is definitely one of the better ones out of like the very little that we know so far. Yeah, and it was the longest we read so far. So, uh, yeah. of course, there's going to be a, a different span of highs and lows. Mm -hmm. Any any uh, final thoughts or things you want to get out? Anything this is more uh, like an honorable kind of if you know, you know type deal. Yeah, yeah. But when I was reading, this is the middle of the buggy arc when they kind of flashback in chapter 19. Because... One thing I'm kind of looking out for is stuff that they mentioned. Like one thing, almost like my side quest is trying to catch things that you wouldn't recognize unless you've read the show before. So, mm -hmm. like, read the show is crazy. I mean, I was watching the show, but um, with Buggy's backstory, when they kind of showed that he was on like the same crew with Shanks, yeah. We don't exactly know who Roger's crew was yet, but at one point, I think it was either Shanks or a buggy flashback, but you do see Riley in his original design. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. And then another one, which I noticed, which is like a super, like, you really need to be watching One Piece or, like, really paying attention to catch this one. But there's a whole panel in chapter 19, page 10, dedicated to, to I forgot, it, like, Gabon, whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. The was it supposedly we haven't really talked about him, but they haven't talked about him much even to this day. But his uh, Roger's supposed third hand man, the dude with the two axes, gets a whole panel to himself. When we're right. getting the, uh, the right, backstory, yeah, when we're getting the backstory on um Buggy getting his whole um devil fruit and map yeah. and why he hates Shanks, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I sent the panel if you want to look at it, but, uh, but it literally you just see like him and just like, cause you're oh. not going to realize it. But then when you go back and look, you're like, oh, oh. I know who that is. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought it was an interesting thing to catch. Cause you're like, oh wait, cause literally when this chapter dropped back in like the nineties, you're like, oh, it's just some dude with glasses and an ax. Yeah. It's super early. But design. now you're yeah. like, Oh, it's this one no dude word. that was literally with the Pirate King. Because Buggy was with the Pirate King. We're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good catch. That's a good catch. Uh, besides that, for me, the one thing I want to talk about is that also, if you know, you know, type of deal. You yeah. know, with Luffy and the Gears, you know what I'm saying? I'm really starting to doubt how much of this rubber thing you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Luffy is subconsciously editing his body every second, every time he gets hit. Yeah. To, like, just survive and just make make the hits different, make everything different. 
so he can so he can live because a lot of this stuff is is exceeding the rubber level already and it's going to keep doing it but it's like why, why are we making rubber this this crazy high thing like even when he gets clobbered in the back of his head like i think um uh Django Joe those like the it's kind of like a spinny it's a whole blade it's a circular blade yeah the glaive know, or whatever yeah the glaive and he throws it and it hits Luffy in the back of his head like it penetrates his head though yeah you know what I'm saying? there's nothing rubber about this situation already like he bleeds Luffy definitely bleeds but this is the type of hit that you die from you know what I mean how does he live and I'm just thinking about what the what his fruit is characterized now, and I couldn't get it out of my head. And I'm I just feel like, like he had to have been subconsciously doing something from the jump, because when we get to Alabasta, I'm going to give Luffy and Oda fifty. I mean, I know what you're talking about, in Alabasta, but I mean, at least for right now, we also have to take him. Like, yes, he has an insane power, but we also have to. A factor in the fact that just because this is like a fan, like like a whimsical, like fantastical show, yeah, their durability, like yes, they're humans, but their durability for what they can handle is definitely like different compared to like you and me as human beings. Because yeah, like, exactly, I know what you're saying with Luffy literally getting like the back of his head sliced open, but it's like theoretically, Zoro taking such a hit without it getting properly sewed up and then cutting it deeper. And then somehow exerting himself in a fight and then go literally just taking a nap and then getting into another extreme fight. And then on top of having like when he had that giant wound and then he's literally carrying the cage that Luffy was in. Yeah. It's like we have to keep in mind that this is supposed to be fantastical. So you can't exactly look at the durability that they have for as like almost like they are pretty consistent, but like. You have to take them with a grain of salt because it's like if they were, if they did kind of have normal human kind of like durabilities, a lot of this shit, they would have died like three or four times over by now. Yeah. I'm going to start start a death counter for all the straw hats. You know what I'm saying? Luffy is currently on four. Zoro is on one. Nami is zero. Usopp is zero. However, however, I like that. I'm not the only person with this question because Nami is watching these two and she's like, you guys aren't human. And that's why I'm like, and this is why I, I refuse to just let the fantastical element ride. Yeah. Because Nami herself is saying, you should be dead. Every single time. And with Luffy, he gets the exception. Luffy has a devil fruit. So he's not, you can, we don't really know how far devil fruits are or like what the extent of their abilities do to you. So for Luffy, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you just, you, you literally aren't human. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, you stretching out your arms and whatnot. We don't know what you are, Mr. Fantastic. You know what I'm saying? But for Zoro, we know you don't have a devil fruit. So she's looking at him like, oh, this is like when they were in the thing. And he's like, oh, should we do this wound? And he's like, nah, we don't have to do the wound. You know what I'm saying? And for Zoro, yeah. it's being expressed in a manner that you know that the wounds are bothering him. You know what I'm saying? Zoro yeah. should be However, Zoro is passing out constantly because of blood loss. He is unable to fight to his peak potential going forward because of blood loss. Mm-hmm. He, the way that it's being drawn, you know, you see all of the blood oozing off of him constantly. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looks winded 24 7 when he just fight, fights, he can't one shot, which he normally would. He gets, he looks exhausted. You know what I'm saying? So at least I can feel like, oh, this has a bigger effect. It's just taking a longer time, maybe because of the fantastical element. If he was a human, mm-hmm. like you were, 
we'd be dead. However, in the context of this being a, a shonen adventure fiction fantasy, you know what I'm saying? He lives yeah, a little longer. You know what I'm saying? He lives just a little bit longer. However, it's still crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still crazy. So that's why I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna look at this with very, very, very focused and attentive critical eyes. Because I'm just like, wow. There's just it's just a lot going on. In my opinion. Nah, I get that. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the that's the, that's the list of my, my thoughts going forward from this chapter. I really enjoyed it so far. So far, early piece has been pretty cool. There's nothing I have really big gripes about. Uh very few moments that I'm super like excited for, really, but <clears throat> It's it's been very consistently cool. I'm 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 in I'm enjoying it. There's some moments where I'm like, I right, I'm not gonna read this today. You know what I'm saying? But we do got two weeks time until the next one, and we'll be sliding into uh, Barate and we're gonna be uh, hitting Arlong the Baratie, uh, Arlong Low, Park it? and Log Town, Arlong Park, um, Low Rogue, whatever town you want to call it. I'm I'm just gonna say Log. I'm gonna ignore the U. <laughs> so yeah that's gonna be the next three that we're gonna be doing probably two weeks from now we'll be right back Desert. to drop another another episode on am and deliver it to you guys hopefully you enjoy what we got here we have hit yo you want to know the crazy thing we've been talking well like an hour and a half for like almost two hours we we've been in here for real we've been in Jeez. here for real we started at 11 yeah and this, this is just based off of this is just ha- the first half of the east blue yeah. just imagine when we get into like the later arcs yeah i apologize for um talking y'all ears off for real, but hopefully y'all can tap in and really enjoy <laughs> what we got to, what we got going on so yeah signing off so again my name is cameron you can follow me cam.saint IG, whatever, if you want to follow the main page for us for AMV, it's am.visions on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything, all handles, YouTube, and we got a lot more stuff coming. We have uh, a Darker Than Black review that we do on Twitch with uh, another member of the group, Reggie, which you can follow, Reggie underscore Zoe1 on Twitch, and on Instagram, you can follow him. You can find out when we're going to drop on Twitch, and we're doing a Darker Than Black rewatch and review. I already have that recorded and set up and that should be hitting YouTube really soon. Maybe we can strip the audio and put it up for the pod as well. We have the Ergo Proxy um, first watch and review that we're doing as well. We did the first two episodes. That's going to come up first before this One Piece one. So by the time you hear this One Piece one, go watch the Ergo Proxy. It is, it has, it's me, Reggie, and our uh, the last member of AMV, Brian. David is not in this one. He's a very busy man. He couldn't make it. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day he's gonna sit down and binge and catch up and jump in on the review. You know what I'm saying? Same way Brian might speed up through one piece and jump in on this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got that coming as well. Those are our three major focuses. Besides that, you know, the summer seasonal section of anime is coming. So hopefully we're gonna try to get a group pod with all four of us over on Twitch and over on here, and we're gonna be able to talk about all the stuff that's out. Because you know Bleach is coming. You know Jujutsu Kaisen is coming. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And we're ready to spearhead all of it. It's, it's work season. So be prepared. We got a lot of stuff. Hopefully your ears are ready. Anything you want to do to close out, David? You open, so you don't got to close. No, I mean, I think, I think you got everything. I think we're good. Okay, okay. Well, I think I'm we got the people prepared for everything we got coming. Especially two weeks right. next uh, One Piece plus everything else on top of that. I copy, copy that. 
Well, we we gonna catch y'all around. We gonna we gonna close it out right here. Last thing I want to say to y'all is that for through my apartment window, whoever this my neighbor is in whatever building, he just took out a cloth and it has Naruto and Sasuke on it, and he's the realest person ever because that's somebody freaking boxed right now, bro. This is insane. Because <laughs> I got greatest anime ever, just hanging it out the window. <laughs> oh my right. god, bro! Cloth, Naruto and Sasuke right there, great ninja war. It's it's the hardest thing ever. I just want to. Okay, we're done. I'm, done. I'm closing out. I'm closing out. We gonna catch y'all.